0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup daily podcast brought to you in association with BetBright. France are the first team into the final and they're going to be taking on England or Croatia and tonight we will find out which one of those two it will be. I'm Aaron Flanagan to look back at France's victory over Belgium, also look ahead to England against Sweden, and joining me today to do so, first of all, is Mark Jones. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Ibrahim
1: Mustafa, how's it going, Ibra? Yeah, it's going well, it's going well. Like we say, it's winding down now, isn't it? There's only three more matches of this World Cup left, and one of them I definitely won't watch.
0: See, normally at this point, I'm I'm kind of really depressed that obviously there's only three (laughs) matches left, or we're running out of football. I'm, I'm a little worn out, but I'm worn out because of England. Yeah, the absolutely. fact that Eng- England have got this far is genuinely tired me out. I'm, I'm quite I'm genuinely quite looking forward to to a
1: break. Um, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, I've been stressing and you know having these weird sort of I don't want to sort of overstate it, but it's almost like anxiety, and I've been really anxious about it. every day. I wake up and I think, hold on, England are in a semi final of like a World Cup. This is this isn't supposed to happen.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it took a couple of days to kind of kind yeah. of sink in for me, like, you know, oh my God, it's so a semi-final, mm. this is what it is. It is something you will look back on in years to go and go, oh my God, it was a World Cup semi-final. Mm. Um, Mark, from a Welshman's perspective... Yeah? Um, How many times have you said that in this World Cup? <laughs> uh, lo- <laughs> loads, <laughs> loads. <laughs> loads. But, um, yeah, go on. Uh, but from, from your perspective... Let me just put my Welsh hat on. Are, yeah. uh, are, are you getting worn out by the World Cup? Are you having... <sighs> yeah, I'm sure, sure you're clearly not having no. the same feelings we are about... No, it's,
2: it's weird. I'm trying to... Obviously, you know, being surrounded by by the... Very excited uh, English fans. I'm I'm trying to kind of find some level of what I want to happen all that, and I'm not one of these people who wants them to to lose or whatever like that. But at the same time, I'm not that bothered about them winning. So um, I see, I just see England as any other team in in the tournament. But obviously, I'm surrounded by people who are losing their minds and and, and all sorts. And it's great. Look, I've said it before, I, I I'm a big fan of foot, when football fans get excited and get and and this is a hugely exciting moment for England and English football.
1: I want to make a really depressing point. I mean, this could be, you know... Best it it, could ever be. Yeah, it could be the best it could ever be. Because if you think from now on, World Cups are going to be so different. In four years' time, we could potentially have a World Cup in December. And think about everything that's made this World Cup great in terms of how fans have engaged and all got together. I mean, obviously, with a few exceptions, we won't go into. But how fans really got into it because of the sun being out and just everyone collectively yeah. getting together you're not potentially. To have all the big screens well anything. exactly potentially in four years the world cup is in winter and what are we going to do then you know it's not i mean it'll be better than christmas shopping i want it so, <laughs> yeah so true, that'd be good. true but and yeah he, i know what you mean
2: it's, it's there's something special about world cup and and it's a shame that that's happening hmm. the whole winter thing yeah. but um i it sort of hit it, it sort of hit me the day in terms of you think about england's progress obviously they won it in 66 which you um, you've probably heard people talk about because they talk yeah. about it all the time um, and then 24 years on was when they got to the semis in 1990 28 years on is where we are now and it's almost it's kind of a, it's averaged out isn't it almost and this is almost kind of where England should really be or they, sh- they should they should be, should be getting to these things more often and and I hope for England's sake this is the start of something you know
1: more sort of regular if you like so if we're suggesting it's this kind of generational thing I could be very very old by the time England next year quite future. old now yeah, this is yeah. this is the point. This is the <laughs> point I'm trying to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even then, um, you know, eight years from now, the next World Cup is gonna be bloated beyond recognition, yeah. isn't it? And that means Wales be lo- will be in it though, so that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. No. Um. That, like you say, no, it's been an absolutely stunning World Cup. I've um, really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, maybe a, a little worn out. That's the first time I've genuinely thought or realised. Obviously, the next World Cup mm. is in the winter, and it's obviously going to be have. It's going kind to of have this weird group stage where you have
2: three teams in each group, in not it? and, and, and I think the next through one is still going to be 32, isn't it? It's The 48 is the 2026. Um, I oh. think, um, think I'm right in saying that. I've, I've lost track of that.
0: <laughs> is this
1: something we should have looked up before we came on?
0: No. no. <laughs> Probably either way, the World Cup is going to be ruined. The good news is England are going to win it before they ruin it. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> England winners of the last good World Cup, potentially the last the world, <laughs> world champions forever and ever and ever but even again to, to to keep to not keep banging on about this we've got the League of Nations coming up now or Nations League or I, I don't, don't know, really what, know what it's is. called I, but I don't know how I don't really know how it works no, and, but it's gonna have a more it might revive sort of international interest in international football but there'll be more bigger important games let's just say happening more frequently so World Cups and European Championships I mean, they're still going to be important and they're still mm. going to mean something. But when these bigger games are probably taking place a lot more frequently and meaning something, perhaps it might yeah. take something away from the this this tournament I, feel. I'll
0: yeah. I, I, I t- I tell you what, though. Um, for me, the, the thing that gets anybody together, whether it be club football, international football, any walker live uh, or anything where there's competitiveness, is just winning. So simply winning and getting this far, I think, actually, will spring so much more life into into English international football. Yeah. Anyway, even when we're playing, you know, probably some bang average nations in friendlies, because no doubt that probably will still happen at different Mm -hmm. points. I just feel like what has happened this summer, the us will have a knock-on effect for years to come. I'm just remember as well. This is the start of England's project as well. Mm. We thought it was just beginning, obviously, when the under-17s won the World Cup and the under-20s won their World Cup. And we did all right at the under twenty one euros. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was kind of
2: like we're building for years to come.
0: No one expected that we were building for now.
2: No, I think it's it's an overwhelming positivity. Um, I saw actually a tweet um, which had a lot of the back pages of, of the newspapers, and 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 we and we were one of them on, here. And, and it's just overwhelmingly positive stories. It's things like Ashley Young talking about how there's a holiday sort of feel to the camp, and and just nice stories that Eric Dyer kind of doing something with playing darts, whatever it was, and and the sort of stories that you wouldn't have expected to see a month ago. Like you 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 know, as 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 we all know, following see these sort of major tournaments and when England have gone out of them, there's some sort of scapegoat, there's some sort of story and even, even you think about most recent tournaments, Roy Hodgson getting things wrong, um, before that Capello. There's there's an overwhelming positivity which I think has come from 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 within England in terms of the way that they they've handled themselves the way that they've done their, their PR, their media stuff. Um, and it's made, it's, it's made, um, the players seem more relatable and, and, you know, you've got, I mean, we like to pretend it's the players themselves. In most cases, it's social media people who do it for them, but they'll put out tweets within a few minutes of the final whistle, you know, quite well-written funny ones. You think Kyle Walker's account has, has, been responsible for a lot of them is, but, but we as fans like to believe it's him. And of course that's fine. Um, and it's just a generally nice feeling. And I think what it's done is you're seeing it everywhere now, and we're seeing it in this office. People who don't like football, people who um, wouldn't normally give football as a time of day, are really into the football, and it's all they're talking about. You know, it's it's little conversations. It's you know, I went I went to have a haircut the other day, and it's all people are talking about in there. It's like asking me, well, how can I watch the game? What what do I what do I do? How do I put the game on? All these sort of things, because it's people getting people interested, and that's what really. England needed, I think, because there was a lot of disconnect between—I saw anyway—a lot of disconnect between the fans and and the the team because the team were pretty dull, weren't they, and and um, pretty sort of grey, if you like. But um, yeah, it's all changed now, and and hopefully for English football for the better.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned obviously the, the the positive stories that have come out of of the England camp going into the World Cup. I've got to say, it, it, the, obviously Raheem Sterling was very much a headline. Before the World Cup, but the way I think the general public reacted to that, yeah, kind of brought everyone together. There was almost like you could almost sense like this changing mm-hmm. moment. Everyone was kind of Definitely. go, you know what? We're going to get behind the team. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we they obviously weren't happy with the, the particular headline, and everybody then got behind them. Yeah. You know, there was kind of this togetherness, and that was the start of it. and then yeah. it
2: built on that. And then obviously well, we had we had the same conversation in our, the preview show to, to the World Cup. where We were talking about Sterling. And I say it was the whole tattoo thing. And I really sensed in the reactions of that a really a real generational thing in the terms of like the younger people looking at like, Why is this a story? Why is it a thing? And I think you're sort of getting that again in, in this 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 way. They're looking at Sterling and they're going, Why you know I mean you, you played well in that game the other day and, and almost everyone kind of said those things afterwards but then you still have the odd it's really odd. It is it's weird. And and there's Again, I saw it again in terms of the generational reaction to it. A lot of the younger fans were going, "Why are you, why are you slating him? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that?" When it's what's an
1: overwhelmingly positive camp, um, and that's the thing. This the younger generation are so vocal now because they have so many outlets of which to speak yeah. out, so they can show that support, and that support can sort of go against the tide of packs negativity coming from certain corners. So, and that's helped just build up everything. You know, we've seen with. As you were talking about with social media and mm. the support that players get and the view, the perception of players, things like the memes that have been shared around yeah. and everything—they're yeah. constant. They're going here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And I think that is just bringing sort of a, a certain sense of joy to people. And even the players are getting involved with it. Harry Maguire did a Harry Maguire meme yeah. the other day, didn't he? So you know, there's that sort of link. As we're all saying that between fans players and just it's just joyous and the fact that england are progressing so far is uh only going to help that i think so
0: yeah. I've, I've got to say i think the harry Maguire memes are other than the fact that i always have an excuse to go to go and sit in a beer garden uh during this <laughs> world, other than that um i think the harry Maguire, Maguire memes are my favorite thing to come out of this world Cup. I, yeah. I, I find myself laughing at them mm-hmm. um so much um you guys haven't been on the podcast for a, uh, a few days now um, I don't know if you've been listening, but we've been doing something on the podcast last few days. Okay. Um, quite uh, interesting. We've been digging out everybody's old tweets mentioning Gareth Southgate, the people who have been on it. Okay. Just to see what, because obviously he wasn't the most popular choice of manager. He, yeah. he, um, yeah, he he split opinions before he was England manager. Mark Jones, you are off the hook. I was going to say, I'm not sure I ever tweeted you, you, him. You've literally never tweeted no. the word Southgate. Have I not? You never never i mean this yeah, is this is I'm, I'm quite worried now I mean, oh, i'm looking at you now This is going to really be good I, sometimes <laughs> I look at my
1: twitter and i look how many times i've tweeted and i'm just like is that really all me you know, so, but yeah anyway
0: yeah um i've i mean you've tweeted quite a few times the word Southgate and quite a few times before he was england manager um but i'm talking about cheap station right? yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've I've, uh, I've picked out two okay oh, two, right. two, <laughs> uh, two, two, two two tweets just
1: the two um
0: this one is in march 2011 Ooh, interesting. Ooh, so okay. we're going back quite some a time. Quite some time, yeah. Um, what was he and, doing then, Southgate? Well, I mean, it's pretty clear. Um, he must have been a pundit at the time because you just wrote, Gareth, hashtag Southgate. Your hashtag Southgate. Cool. I like, that in, I like right? that. Yeah. Yeah. Gareth Southgate, average player, awful manager, diabolical pundit. So, um, yeah.
1: How (laughs) dare you? Um, The nation's sweetheart. Mr. Southgate, if you're listening to this, please disregard it. I was young. I was reckless. I wasn't thinking. He does listen as well. Yeah. He
2: does.
0: Um, Yeah, and then another one. Um, which was even earlier. This is December 2010. So Ooh. I mean, you, in, you had about a four-month period where you clearly did
1: not like Gareth Southgate. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was clearly in the public eye quite a bit at that point. He was obviously trying his hand at punditry. Was this another punditry related? This is another. This, <laughs> this is another punditry related one. Clearly, um, uh, who did he have one? Uh, Jack Rathbourne was on this
0: podcast. He was the first one we did it with. He tweets a lot. All he had was complimentary tweets He's a nice guy, uh, about Gareth Southgate being a great pundit. Apparently, it was always with Lee Dixon on ITV's highlights. I don't know if... did, did Do they you still not remember this in the slightest? Did they still have I'm the pre- still Premier League then? Maybe No, 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 no. this would that? have been uh, probably Club Championship, maybe FA Cup or something. Yeah. I don't remember them all. No,
2: no, I, I, Actually I don't either. I, I, I do my horrible. Obviously, <laughs> you do. <laughs> had he have worn a waistcoat, I'd probably remembered him. But he probably was non waistcoated, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, this other they tweet, uh, it got one retweet. I don't, I don't know who retweeted wow. I've <laughs> not, <I've only> got <laughs> one. that was
1: big back in December 2010. Well, you know. That was great reach. I, ne- yeah. I never do hashtag numbers on my tweets to yeah. be honest. So.
0: Um, but yeah, you uh, you were referring to some kind of penalty <laughs> incident that, that he was putting at it, not him. Southgate <laughs> thinks it wasn't a pen. He should stick to missing pens, Ooh. being a rubbish manager, Ooh. and I can't say the word, something himself for pizza. What? Yeah. So, what's uh. The something to, to have, <laughs> look, to have a look at the something. Uh, you, there you go. I'll pass over my phone over there. Oh my good lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey bro, you, used, you used to be such a nice guy. What's, what's going on here? Yeah. I didn't. Clearly, you used it's to be nice such a nice girl, guy. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't even young, then either.
2: Yeah. No, that was like,
1: oh. like late 20s. So,
2: <laughs> your phone started buzzing. I think it's Gareth. He wants a work. <laughs> But yeah, goodness.
0: Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're some of the best results over than my own, which um, what we have. Um, I I mean, if you, people have listened to this podcast, already they will have seen mine. But I was talking like before he took over England under twenty ones. I basically said um, replacing Stuart Pearce with Gareth Southgate is replacing a plank of wood with a plank of wood. Nice. And then I reiterated that comment about a month later and went. Yeah, and um, getting I stand by, mate. One oh, maybe, nice. as we say, they were numbers. Someone yeah, They yeah. were numbers back in the day. Yeah. Um, as I said, I just stand by my comment on him. He, he's still a plank of water Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I'll be honest. He's proven me wrong. He's. Yeah. Proven, he's proven so many people. I uh, as, as, yeah. As, <laughs> I think so. Yeah.
2: As evidenced by by my Twitter feed, I've never really had that big of an opinion on him. Um, but he obviously went through the period post Euro '96 where he was kind of almost like the laughing stock, wasn't he? And then and then he gets over that, and he and he. Becomes a manager, and, and he was just nothing more than, than average. He was a good player, to be fair to him. He was a decent player for, for Villa and, and Middlesbrough and all that sort of stuff. But he probably, I mean, before he became England manager, I didn't really care about him. Um, I don't it, overly care about it, him now it's, it's
0: funny <laughs> obviously uh, i i don't remember as a pundit none of us really remember no. anything i mean he was <laughs> clearly passionate at the time yeah. maybe I, it wasn't i don't think i don't actually think he'd be that good for a pundit now anyway just because he's so kind of so straight talking like just before yeah. obviously, we started yeah. this podcast we were saying oh we're mentioning what was said in the press conference and and we were like well nothing nothing, nothing was said no. because he's to the book he's very official he's he's said all his you know we'll, we'll be together he's yeah,
2: and that book he he comes across as a nice pl- a nice fellow isn't he and he comes across as a good um, a good manager for young players, I think because he will put his arm around you if you make a mistake he'll you know he'll um he'll encourage you uh you saw him on the pitch with with Rashford after the game the other day where Rashford seemed overcome with emotion didn't he and and, and Southgate throws his arm around him and um, and you saw him with uh, with uh, Carlos Bacca after he missed his penalty for for Colombia. Obviously, Southgate's been there and done that. So, um, yeah, he, obviously his reputation has come out of this hugely, hugely enhanced. Uh, no matter what happens to England um, against Croatia, his his reputation is hugely enhanced. And 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 it's and it's nice. You know, he deserves it. It's nice to see nice people do well, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, the odds with Bet Bright going into t- tonight's semi-final against Croatia. Uh, Croatia 13 to 5 in 90 minutes, England 13 to 10, the draw at 21 to 10. To qualify for the final, Croatia 13 to 10, England still 13 to 8 odds on to make a World Cup final. I'm getting a little scared. Um a couple of the bet bright bundle bets um in there anyway, obviously we've not, not been through these for a few days. Oh yeah, I love this um, Yeah, um four plus goals in the game and no. Har- and Harry Kane to get one of them. No. Uh, 9 to 2 if you fancy that one. I don't know. No, it's not going to be that many goals, is it?
2: No. Is it not? Potentially. No, that's I don't that many goals.
0: Um. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, England to miss a penalty. Ooh. That's what saying, In ninety minutes. Yeah. So it would mean obviously mean Harry Kane, barring obviously an, an injury win. disaster. Yeah. Harry yeah. Kane missing. On. He's he's due a miss. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say
2: that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and England do get penalties a lot, so mm. Yeah, they you sound like bitter, What's the you odd? sound like a bitter Welshman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just get
0: loads of penalties. Ooh,
2: what, they got like three
0: penalties in the tournament. That's a lot, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Uh, seven to one for England to okay. miss a penalty. Um But yeah, and um we need to actually look back at the other semi final, don't we?
1: I completely forgot, oh completely. I forgot
0: about that. we a nice chat. I forgot, oh, yeah. that, I forgot that we already cool. know one of the finalists. Um France. Mm. Into the final. Um I think they were pretty good actually. Resolute.
1: Time. You know, you don't see many sort of, sort of many sort of reasons to think that they that they don't have a lot of problems essentially, is what no, I was going to say. Don't. Um Yeah, there's not a lot wrong there. Defensively, they were really strong. Every time Belgium threw something into the box, I thought they dealt with it in midfield. Kante and Pogba are tough to break down. Very tough to get get through. Um, Maybe up front, Giroud didn't have the best game. Griezmann's not really lit up this tournament like many people expected him to. But, you know, they still managed to find a way through. They still managed to find goals. They still managed to create chances. So they've got Kylian Mbappe playing there, who is just phenomenal and... um, yeah, he'll be a worry for whoever it is that makes the final.
0: Yeah. yeah, obviously if England were to make the final, it's a little bit scary, isn't it, thinking that <laughs> Kyle Walker is going to be the man coming up against Kylian Mbappe, potentially at centre-back. I mean, yeah. at least Walker's maybe got, you know, maybe slightly faster than, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, obviously, the, some
2: of the Belgium defenders, but he's blooming good, isn't he? Mm. He is very good. Um, he, I think he really exploded in that, that Argentina game, didn't he? As did France themselves, really, because they were pretty uninspiring in the group stages. And there almost seemed like a moment against Argentina when I think they went 2-1 down, when they just clicked into gear, and Mbappe was the one that led that. Um, he seems like he's almost like one of these, you know, like a man on a mission now to kind of get get France over the line. Um, he was right about when they played Belgium. They, they They weren't great, but they were resolute, and they've done the thing that... Teams who have done well in this tournament have excelled which is be good at set pieces, um, which again you wouldn't kind of associate with players like Mbappe, Griezmann. But you think about the opening goal against Uruguay that um, Varane gets his head to, you think about Mtiti's goal against Belgium, it adds another string to your bow. And England have been fantastic at that in this tournament. Um, it seems to it's been a tournament of set pieces, hasn't it? Weirdly, um, and include penalties in that as well. Um, so France have for all their quality. For all their fantastic footballers, they've done the thing. They've they've got the ball in the box. They've got a header on it. Um, and if they can marry those two things, you know, I think I thought Pogba was great against Belgium. Um, and if their big players can stand up in the final and they can they do the set piece thing as well, then I'll have them as favourites for whoever they're playing in the final.
0: Yeah, I think they'll be favourites um, regardless of who they face. One thing that encourages me, though, obviously, is to be England. or Obviously, it would encourage Croatia if it's them, though. France aren't battering teams. No. Obviously, it was one nil tonight. I know, I know, obviously, the game against Argentina, it finished four three. But you know, they they were leaking at the back. They mm-hmm. went behind in the, in that game in the group. They kind of just were labouring to to yeah. result. I actually think that's quite encouraging
2: for anybody who comes to be up a, against them. a Bit of an issue because obviously they can break quickly, but then there's a bit of an issue with the final ball sometimes. When you think you think about the amount of times they had Belgium kind of three on three, and you've got Mbappe running through, you've got Griezmann to one side, you've got perhaps Taliso who, who was there um, and they just didn't quite pick the final ball and sometimes Griezmann for all his brilliance can, de- can sort of dally on the ball a little bit um, and whereas Mbappe is doing a thin 100 miles an hour uh, Griezmann obviously likes to take a touch have a look around he's fantastic quality on the ball but just every now and again I think he's he's almost a little bit ponderous and France playing in the way they do and obviously you've got Giroud as well who who isn't exactly the quickest man in the world so um it might be something they look at I, I think they should against Belgium I think they should have taken Drew off a lot earlier and maybe put on a, a Dembele or one of these yeah. sort of quick players they've got to then really hit him on the break um, so yeah there's obviously issues there I don't think Deschamps is a great manager is he um, but then you could I mean international football isn't really for the great managers anymore is it so um,
1: as, as my I, tweets on uh, Southgate clearly prove as, <laughs> as a very wise man said about eight years ago
2: um, and I can't say the words. because that was yeah, yeah mm. but
1: um yeah, uh,
2: it might be one of those situations where if they are lifting the trophy on Sunday, it could be
1: in spite of the manager rather than because of him. Um, well, I want to say on your point about how they're not really sort of battering or hammering teams, um, I think that's, you know, when you're going into a final, uh, What I mean, the one thing I think back to is Euro 2012, everyone saying how boring Spain were in that yeah. competition and then they turned up in the final and just absolutely swept italy aside and Which it was just true. absolutely just terrifying because you know with teams like that with that much quality not to say that they're holding anything back but potentially when it comes to a final it maybe it all comes together mm. a little bit more because there's that extra motivation there and
2: they've got so many players who in a world cup final would just see that as their moment mm-hmm. as their 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 this is this is their moment this is their chance to shine sounds like I'm singing a song here, doesn't it but yeah. um yeah the individuals they have I personally think should should carry them over the line,
1: and quite simply they surely would have learned a lesson from two years ago when yeah, they God, yeah. got to the final in front of their home crowd and mm. then just really disappointed.
2: Who, who would be England's version of Ed Air? who come on and score? Probably Danny Welbeck would come on and score a goal. Like, sort of the striker who no one's really seen in the tournament and comes on and scores the winner. Do you know how much I would love that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll I, I tell
0: you, I, I, didn't say, I didn't say it earlier, the, the player I really want to like come on and go and score, World Cup final goal oh, is Raheem Sterling. I was going to say that when we were talking yeah. about oh, yeah. Sterling mm. earlier. I just think that would really, that top the tournament off for me, like... Perfectly, that's mm. what I want to see.
2: Come on, Raheem, please yeah. do it for me. <laughs> I fancy him um, to do well against Croatia, to be honest. I think,
0: yeah. um, uh, to be fair, he's, he's done well in most of his games, yeah. Anyway.
2: Um, yeah, no, I mean, in terms of scoring a goal, because I yeah. think he's he's obviously due one, um, and that defence isn't the quickest, so yeah. yeah, we could see that.
0: No, fingers crossed. Um, so, let's get some predictions for tonight's game uh, very quickly with you, Mark. First of all, England, Croatia,
2: I think England win 1 0.
0: 90 minutes or extra time.
2: Um
1: let's go 90 minutes.
0: 90 minutes. Good stuff. Ibra
1: Um I'm going England as well but England in extra time possibly 2-1 one all in extra time and uh, a late goal second half of extra time.
0: Good stuff. Yeah so I've I've got England in extra time as well just cuz I think that England might be able to get past them because they 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 might, might have a few Tired legs, given obviously the fact yeah, that they've, yeah. they've They've had two lots of extra times. Yeah. already.
2: I mean, they're such a they're such a hard working team, and you can really see the pride they take in in, in playing for the country. But you're right, um, it's been a long old slog from them has not it? And and they, um, I thought they were quite fortunate against Russia to to kind of get over the line. Um, they will make life hard for England, I think. But I just fancy England to have enough just to nick a goal and break them down.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to mention the Croatia coach as well, uh, quickly. Um, I was who who was away in the office in the office the other. I was I was with someone in the office the other day, and we, mm. and we were like we don't know his his, his background. This is yeah. uh, Zelko Dalic, Dalic. Dalic yeah. Um, uh, like don't know his background, don't know where he's come from. Uh, w- we kind of get why he's so emotional. Like, he spent all of his like managerial career in the Middle East, like managing mm. teams in the United Arab Emirates, in Qatar, mm. and he just got this real flute call up, <laughs> literally. With one game left in World Cup qualifying, because yeah. they they sacked, um, I think it was called Kakic, I think his yes, name. Yes, that's right. Kind of this brash guy. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And Croatia, one game from going out, they yep. um had to, uh, well, they had to get a draw at least against Ukraine, otherwise Ukraine would have beaten them to get into mm. just the, the, the just yeah. the playoff round. Yeah. And now look at them and say they're on the brink of the World Cup final. So it's, it's an incredible journey. From, I'll be honest, they they, they took a stab on a manager. Mm. Out of nowhere, who's got no international experience, has been playing in leagues that nobody knows anything about. Really, mm. if if you're based in Europe, and yeah, a fair play to him. And you can see but the, yeah, the emotion just, got the better of him in the. Yeah, that just
1: reflects Mark's point. He was saying about you know sort of these tournaments are not always for the most cerebral tactical no. genius managers. No. It just ha- happens to all fall into place if you can get your team playing right I think- for six or seven games. You think about Croatia as well, obviously a relatively young country
2: on, on the kind of global scale of things, and you look at the players they've got and the ages they're at, that manager can sit there and he can look at Modric, uh, Mandzukic, Lovren, you know, the types of players who, this is their, this is their, their opportunity, they're not going to get this chance again, and to, you know, if, if you'd have said to them before the tournament started, you know, I, I know we've spoken about England's route to the, to the, to the semi-final and that, but... I'm not sure they'd be looking at England and being overly worried because uh, they, they'd probably be thinking, oh, well, thank God it's not Brazil, Germany, Spain, whoever. So they're going to go into it with just as much belief as England. Uh, but as I say, I just, I just think England will have enough to get past them. Yeah,
0: I say, I, I had a friend who was in Croatia um, while they were playing their quarterfinal. And apparently their country has embraced the World Cup just like we have. Yeah, yeah, Loads yeah. of people coming out, big screens, big, you know, packed out pubs, mm-hmm. um, pints being launched in the air. Uh, maybe not to the quite quite the same level, but you know there's still that level of celebration. Mm. It's you know, two very similar kind of stories of just how morale and, and and generally just feel good football is creating this. So, it's certainly intriguing. Anyway, um, guys, thank you very much. Really do appreciate it as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back tomorrow, hopefully celebrating the fact that England are in the World Cup final. Um, But yeah, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on ACAS, you can get us on Spotify if you do not subscribe already. Uh, But yeah, we'll be back tomorrow and we'll be back every single day until after the World Cup final. Um, But yeah, I think the only thing left to say is come on, England!